Hello and welcome to Tenkitsi Creations Podcast. I'm your host, Elle, and welcome back, guys. I know this is our, what, third episode going on this year, so most likely this is sometime in February by now, which I'm excited. New year, new us, right? I hope that you all caught our first two episodes. First one was with Alicia from Soul Riot LLC, which you can follow her on Instagram, um, as well as her Etsy shop. So make sure you check out that first video for the year. And then the second one was myself uh, talking about Nostradamus and his uh, premonitions uh, when you know he was around. So if you haven't caught those two episodes, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, our other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, Audible, and CastBox. I think I already said that, but um, check us out. Make sure to subscribe and make sure to follow us every two weeks when we're going to be dropping new episodes. So today's episode is going to be a little um, out of the normal, I would say. Usually we talk about hauntings or aliens or small businesses, crystals, things of that nature. But today I have a really special guest with me and we're just kind of we're going to chit chat. We're just going to hang out, you know? So I do hope that you all enjoy this type of conversations. And I hope to invite other guests on the show just to kind of chit chat and talk about life, talk about anything. So without further ado, I have my co-host here today, Mel. Mel, introduce yourself. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it is Mel's first time joining me on um, our show. It's actually your first time Ever any, recording something. Ever, yeah. ever recording? Okay. So this is a first. I love that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. And, you know, before we start talking about anything, I just want to make sure I have a disclosure. Mel and I are not professionals in any of the subjects we're going to be touching on today. These are just our personal experiences. So take from that what you would like or don't take anything at all. <laughs> you know, we're just chit-chatting. And so just make sure that you keep that in mind as we discuss different subjects. Mm-hmm. So Mel, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. It has been a, you know, roller coaster of the first month of the year, but mm-hmm. it's slowing down and I am enjoying life. Yeah, you know? that's good. I mean, I'm enjoying life too. It's been pretty, pretty crazy mm-hmm. with work and stuff like that. But I think it's been really, really good, especially going to the gym. I know. So we've been hitting the gym pretty, pretty good the last two weeks now, right? Almost Mm -hmm. three weeks. Yeah. Um, And I'm super proud of us. We actually get up for you, for all that don't know, Mel and I live together. (laughs) And so we get up at about 5.45. We try to, usually it's about 6 a.m. And we head to the gym about 45 minutes to an hour daily which is quite the commitment, especially now in Texas. It's super cold, Mm -hmm. but we have been doing it. It's become part of nature at this point, and I'm so proud of us, and we feel great. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah. Like, even if we wake up so early, Mm -hmm. we're tired, we're sleepy. I feel like that wakes us up Yeah, going to the gym. And also, I think it helps with, like, our mental state, which is really why Mm -hmm. I started going to gym and started working out the house, which is, like, to help that mental state of mind, Mm -hmm. which has been really helpful along with therapy and all that, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not afraid to talk about what I do. Everyone who thinks they need therapy should probably go to therapy is my, you know, my thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's definitely something that, you know, we have incorporated into our daily schedules along with, you know, trying to eat right, trying to limit our habits, 
our junk food or especially junk food yeah sushi that we used to order 24 7 i know ramen ramen and stuff we try not to eat out because yeah. it's expensive everything's so expensive yeah. nowadays we used to door dash a lot we definitely used to yeah. door dash a lot i probably could cancel my membership now if i wanted mm-hmm. to with them i mean it's 10 bucks but still <laughs> and we um, limited our alcohol intake mm-hmm. um other matters are still not limited but <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah um, no, we're doing great. We're doing great. But one of the subjects we wanted to touch on today was really in correlation with the new year and letting go of relationships that just really don't work well anymore going mm-hmm. into 2024. And I know we kind of touched on the subject with Alicia on our first episode. We were talking about how important it was to release things that just don't work for us anymore. And Mel and I have come to that conclusion that we had a lot of people in our lives that simply were not bringing any positive energy to us, any positive anything really. Mm -hmm. And so it was hard, but we did decide, you know, to, to let them go. And in doing so, we realized if they come back, great, but if they don't also great, right. Mm -hmm. I think that we get our answer. And so for you, Mel, like, what does that feel like to, to let those people out of your sight, out of mind? I mean, I've never been as happy as I am now. I feel like I'm really independent. I'm living my life. And there are days that are bad, but they're not so many, you know? And I wake up feeling happy. Mm-hmm. Happy. Yes, I'm sleepy as hell. <laughs> yeah. And don't want to get up, but I feel happy about every single day being here, living here. Going to the gym, spending time together, going out to restaurants, club, going to the zoo. I know. That was um, I kind of want to go to an aquarium. Okay. So we should go to an aquarium. We should go to the one in Houston, actually. Yeah. They have a really nice, and they have a restaurant inside. And you can <gasps> touch stingrays. So cool. <gasps> yeah. You can cool. I didn't know. We should do that. I mean, up in the summer or something. <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> me and Mel actually met just a few months ago. And let's tell them about the magical afternoon in the summer that we met each other (laughs) we went to go get our toes done (laughs) yeah i just was i don't remember it was a friday no Mm -hmm. was it and we were gonna go get our toes done and it was like a group of three friends but then one of the friends was like oh i have a sister and i was like okay bring your bring her like i don't mind so then we were me and this other friend already had got in there and we were already getting our toes done and l arrived late with his sister and we were like oh okay and right when i saw l i was so freaking like in love with her how she looked because she was all tatted up i was just like oh my god i was like that's your sister i was like i want to look like her Cause she was, she's all tatted up, and I was like, "Damn!" We did sit far away from each other, so uh-huh. I couldn't really talk to her. But then, like, we were we were making plans to go to the movies next, uh-huh. right? So then we were like, "Let's go!" And she was like, "Yeah, let's go!" And I was just like, "Awesome!" I already knew you were my girl because you had gotten your toes black. Remember, you had gotten yeah. black toe polish, mm-hmm. and I said, "I like that girl." <laughs> Um, but yeah, we went to go eat dinner after went to movies and then we talked a little bit more because my sister at the time was like on the phone or something. Mm-hmm. And so we got to kind of, you know, talk a little bit more about ourselves and, and honestly from there on, I think we just kind of clicked, Yeah, you know, we kind of yeah. just clicked. Cause then I feel like after that, we started hanging out a little bit more 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we started staying, we started staying over here because we started going out like yeah, at night yeah. and stuff. And so it was a done deal. Yeah, definitely. It was a done, yeah. Like once I needed like a roommate, like to, you know, stay with me, like I had no other person in mind. Like I'm like, you know what? Let me tell Mel. And so you moved from Temple out to Colleen just so. Yeah. Definitely. Which is who does that? No, you didn't know me. I could have been a serial killer. Oh my god! You didn't know me. I could have been a serial exactly. No, I don't have the strength for that. <laughs> I don't have. My thing is, who's gonna clean that mess up? Yeah, exactly. Like Everybody I'm not. Got time for no, that. I'm not Dexter. Like I'm not gonna clean up the mess. I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, oh Jeffrey, Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no. So since then, we just kind of been doing everything together. I don't think there's a day we don't spend together doing something. Yeah, like we do everything together. We go get our tattoos together. Go get our nails together. Mm-hmm. Um, dinner, food, food. Um, just go to the store when we feel bored, and we go together. Yeah, which I love because mm-hmm. I've never had someone just be like. I'm bored. Let's go to Target. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. My grandma used to get at me because she's like, where are you going? I'm like, to the store. Mm-hmm. She's like, for what? And I'm just like, just to walk around, like, to kill my boredness. To go check out books. Yeah. And like <laughs> the novels. <laughs> and some guys, you know? <laughs> I go check out books. Mel's, Mel goes to check out the guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just in case you see a cute guy out there. <laughs> Um, that knows how to read. Oh my God, I don't know even know how to read. Stop. <laughs> she does, guys. She does. But um, again, it brings us to like you know that you're gonna find your people even when you're not looking, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I think we both were in a very weird spot in our lives back then, and we just suddenly clicked, and we have not let go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. You know, and that's not to say we have our individual lives or individual hobbies and whatnot. You know, we do include each other in a lot of, of our lives. Mm-hmm. But again, it comes from that part of ourselves, I think, wanting to belong and wanting to care for another person, mm-hmm. right? So when I think about that, I truly think about like um, growing up, right? Uh, being a kid, I feel that it's very important growing up your parents are usually your first best friends, your first uh, supporters, right? But if you don't have that, it, it becomes a problem because your your self development is um, affected negatively mm-hmm. by it. So for me, right, um, personally, I don't have very good or close relationships with my with my parents at all, um, and even less as an adult, which is okay. Like you know, we were just talking about this earlier. Like I totally think that is okay as an adult you have to choose what works for you what makes you happy what doesn't and even if that includes your family and having to pull away from them to find your happiness is totally acceptable you don't have to necessarily explain yourself to other people as to why you're not talking to someone or not having contact with them Mm -hmm. and I do think that's a subject that we both related on just because you know you yourself are not too close like with your paternal maternal Mm -hmm. um relationships um and I do think that, you know, growing up uh, as a woman, as a female, you do need a close bond with your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things that go on in your life growing up that you should have a bond with your mother. And when you don't, um, you don't necessarily look for it in other people because you don't know how to do that, right? Yeah. You weren't taught that. Mm-hmm. You look for it in whatever you can find, right? The affection, the love, the attention. But when you grow older, you become self-aware, then you look out for your actual 
tribe, if you will, like the, the family you choose to have mm-hmm. in your life and the ones that are there for you. Yeah. So, um, but how do you feel about that? I know, I know that you're not too close. With I mean, family. I feel like ever since I was little, we were never really close, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I've always felt like I was a bit different. I, f- I felt different a lot because mm-hmm. just the way she treated me and how things went down through the years. Also, like, I'm telling you, she always put other people before us. Mm-hmm. And I think that really hurt most, you know, because mm-hmm. we're your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that? Um, and I always, like, always dealt with that in silence, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes just like, oh, you know, if you guys want to talk to me, you can, you know, but I felt like if we did, she'll be like, you're being lazy, you're tired for of what, like you're not doing nothing at home. Like they don't take mental health seriously, you know, that has to be a Hispanic thing because yeah, yeah my, my father's was the same way. Like he never believed in therapy, never believed in like psychology or anything that could possibly be self-care, mm-hmm. you know, for you. So I, and also at the same time, I feel like because they never had that kind of support in their lives, mm-hmm. they don't know how to give that either. Yeah. However, we got to also remember we're, cho- we're the children, right? Like we are, we were the children, now we're adults, but we were the children. So really it was their responsibility to provide the tools to themselves or find the tools mm-hmm. just like, as we are now, yeah. you know, to be better um, and whole other subject. But again, reason why I don't believe every person should have children yeah especially they have this kind of you know baggage just kind of issues to work through Mm -hmm. like children require time they require attention they require you to be at your best you know internal mental physical self Mm -hmm. and when you're not like that you hurt them Mm -hmm. like I cannot tell you how many times I gained um lack of confidence from my parents right because growing up Mm -hmm. I was always like a bigger chunkier kid Mm -hmm. compared to my sibling and so they were real quick my mother and my father to to point that out to me my weight how I look things like that and so really my insecurities came from them Mm -hmm. you know yeah me too and even today I can tell you I I know I look well you know I look well I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm I, not to glow, but you know, <laughs> not to glow. But I have been told many times that I look uh, at least five years younger than I am, right? But still, in my mind, I'm still that chunky girl. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't go mm-hmm. away as it you get older. Away, exactly, yeah. it, it sticks with you. And so I'm like, people can tell me all day long, "You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You look great. You're working out. You're." ass looks great whatever you know Mm. and in my mind I only see that chunky girl it is insane I I see and I notice it too Mm -hmm. I notice it um I don't know I mean I think my mom has always told me things about my weight and how I looked and stuff like that and it did hurt me a lot but then I feel like once I hit rock bottom and I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself and I was just like, what are you doing to yourself? You're bringing yourself down looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I would just look in the mirror, look at all my imperfections, and just call myself fat mm-hmm. in the mirror. And I felt like that really hurt. I was hurting myself. Yeah. Yeah. So then there was a moment where I did stop looking in the mirror because I was like, there's no need for that. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think 
I've once I started to wear makeup again, I was like, you know what? I can I can be cute. I can look mm-hmm. cute. I can mm-hmm. do my hair, dress up cute, look nice, you know, go out somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know. Take pictures. Yeah. Or, and I, yeah. I felt good about myself. You know? I don't like you said, you see that that chunky little girl. I don't see that anymore. Anymore. That's good. I think because of course, my grandma has always been positive about <laughs> I love your together. grandma. That's my grandma, too, <laughs> yeah. girl. That's my grandma, So too. I feel like she has always told me that even as a big girl, I'm beautiful mm-hmm. with my curves, with my imperfections, and that there is someone out there that's going to love you for you mm-hmm. and all your imperfections, you know? And I feel like she really helped me for the last two years that I was living with her because she made me, you know, see. I'm just like, you're right, you know? I don't, I don't need to be... A tall, skinny, mm-hmm. perfect, blonde, yeah. wise girl. Blonde, to, wise. Yeah. Exactly. To look mm-hmm. perfect. That is very true. Growing up, I remember I, you know, I went to high school um, in Chicago. I actually went to Steinmetz. There used to be Steinmetz Academic Center. I don't know what it's called anymore. So mm-hmm. shout out to that, you know, <laughs> to Chicago. <laughs> but um, I was in a pretty big area of like Polish, right? Polish community. So a lot of them were blue eyed, you know, yeah, they, they were from Poland, but like they're blue eyed, blonde hair, right? So a mm-hmm. lot of my classmates are blue eyed, blonde hair. And my mom, she wanted me to get with one of these blonde, um, blue eyed boys, you know, and I just wasn't really truly interested, honestly, um, to her, this, you know, disappointment, I ended up with someone totally opposite. But um, it is insane. The A lot of Hispanic uh, families, they think that having blue eyes, blonde hair is truly like the epitome of like uh, success. Yeah. And they would take that over even if that man isn't treating you right just because mm-hmm. he has blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. But if the other shorter, dark-skinned, black-eyed man is treating you like a fucking queen, like they don't, they, they don't, don't care. Prove, they yeah. don't prove exactly. Mm-hmm. It is insane how that works. But I dealt with it most of my life too. Um, there's a saying that a lot of Hispanic families use, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard it. And it's es cosa de mejorar la cosa no empeorarla, which is like translated to like it's you know, you're, you're supposed to like better it, not make it worse. And by mm. that, they mean like you should better our bloodline, mm-hmm. right? Like get married with blue eyed, you know, Rubio and everything. Mm-hmm. And now with someone that, you know, looks like um, an Aztec, um, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like someone that, yeah. you know, someone that looks like straight up Hispanic or Mexican mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've heard that many times and it's, it's crazy mm-hmm. because how many times have we seen like, you know, girls, uh, women that will literally change out their black hair to blonde because mm-hmm. they feel more accepted. My mom was a blonde. Yeah. For a lot of our, my yeah. childhood, mm-hmm. she was a blonde. Mm-hmm. She, there was ones where she went black hair. She didn't like it. She went back to blonde. Girl, and I tell you, she loved being a blonde girl. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Mm-hmm. And it's like, we should accept ourselves the way we are. Like, even mm-hmm. now, I am struggling with the fact that I'm 32. For anyone that doesn't know, I'm 32 years old. 
I know because um. <laughs> I, I remember the things I'm 25. <laughs> no, no, but I'm 20, I'm 32, and so in my family, my you know genes, um, everyone starts getting gray hair really early on. Mm. So my grays are coming in quick, mm. man. They're coming in quick. And so uh, my grandfather on my dad's side, by the time he was like in his early 40s, his entire hair was almost gray. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, he was Afro and Mm -hmm. everything. And so for me, it's like a matter of do I want to embrace this is who I am or do I want to keep pretending like I, you know, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I've been struggling like all weekend. I'm like, let me dye my hair, you know, black. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's coming and that's who I am, Mm -hmm. you know, whether I'm going to accept it or not. Like I have made my hair follicles so um, hostile. You know, my body's so hostile with stress that my hair follicles are literally turning gray. That's a thing. That's real. Yeah. yeah, they don't turn black anymore. <laughs> oh my so like, God. yeah, like so it's like when you, when you when I pull my hair back, you can actually see more grays like coming in. It's mm-hmm. a genetic thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a genetic thing. Um, but again, it comes like I said, it comes from that um, instilled mindset growing up from your parents or mother, especially that tells you you should be a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure if I spoke to her now, she would definitely disapprove of all the ink I have on me, of how mm-hmm. I talk, of how I, I, you know, cuss, how mm-hmm. I, you know, whatever I do, <laughs> everything. Honestly, she would disapprove. Um, but then again, it comes to, are we going to let that define the rest of our lives? Or are we going to go ahead and move on and reinvent ourselves to a new form of ourselves that we're happy with, we're content with? And Honestly, I approve of that message because mm-hmm. yeah. we're happier. Yeah, we, we are. We don't talk to our, our, you know, media family like that. I would say. I mean, you are close to your siblings, um, but I think that I've never been happier in the sense that I can be myself and not have someone tell me I can't mm-hmm. or have someone tell me like it's not right. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, at thirty-two, like you can come at me and be like, I don't talk to my family. And be like, good for you, man. Love that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of being ourselves is being open to a lot of subjects, which leads us on to our next oh my important God. topic. <laughs> Guys, we literally talk about like so many things. Like we should record ourselves whenever we talk because we talk a lot. <laughs> we talk a lot. <laughs> we talk a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh so like one of the things Mel and I actually came down to a conclusion was that because we feel that there's some kind of repression growing up as a kid in the Hispanic communities, Hispanic families. And that is that mothers and fathers in the Hispanic household do not like talking about sex. Okay. So the first time you experience anything like this is probably in grammar school when you have your sex education class, Mm -hmm. which is very brief. Usually it's a one day thing for a few hours. Right. And they'll talk to you about like using a condom, not getting pregnant, STDs, HIV, things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But then after that, like you're done. You don't ever know. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. And maybe in high school, again, they'll mention it Mm -hmm. one more time, maybe give you free condoms and that's it. So honestly, the first time you're having sex with someone, it is very awkward. Right. Um, it is very like, I don't know, that's what it was. I feel empty inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no feelings to it. And so we both talked about our first times and it is very much similar. Why? Because our mothers, again, I'm going to put on the mothers, did not feel the need to explain what that is and what it should be, mm-hmm. right? And now growing up, you know, well, you should have some kind of connection, some yeah. kind of emotional, you know, 
I don't know, accordance of some kind so mm-hmm. that you actually enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like um, the kids nowadays are getting younger and younger, like being exposed to all these mm-hmm. sexual things on TV, on like um, anywhere, music. You know, you can't listen to a Bad Bunny song and not hear him talk about ass and titties, and titties or something. And, you know, you know doing stuff. And the vajays. <laughs> yeah. The vajays, the kitties. Uh, Sometimes <laughs> even on TikTok, dude. So people post things on TikTok and I'm like, how is this even allowed? Like, yeah. It's it, either even if it's up for like a few minutes, like right, you know. How is it even? Yeah, yeah, like to just have like a thing like where it checks your video right away. They don't care. I've reported so many accounts and they don't really care care about mm. that at all. So back to that, you know, we both agreed that should we had should we experience a conversation maybe with our families or like have more, you know, of an understanding of what it was, maybe our experiences would have been different. Maybe we would have waited a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right? So personally, I was 15, <laughs> you know, when I lost my virginity. And I got to say, um, not memorable. I don't remember much of the person. Um but I do wish that I would have been able to speak to my mother about it. Because mm-hmm. at the time, like, my parents were already split anyway. So I only really had her around. And so that didn't happen for me. And so I carried on, right, um, into my adulthood, just kind of not paying attention to a lot of things that I should have been paying attention to, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, yeah, I feel like it really starts – it starts with those – two people that bring you to the world and should guide you yeah you know should guide mm-hmm. you into these experiences i mean i would think because my mom um she stayed in the united states by herself like when i was maybe like two or three years old you know and you would think that she would like be there for her daughters since she only had daughters you know and care for them and treat them you know let them know what's going on in the world about sex stuff like that people want to do bad things to you talk to you about it you know and as well like be a mother to talk to you that you're safe that you can count on her that you can go talk to her about things and no no she didn't do that and every time we always had an argument she would say how she never had her mom in the united states but i'm like Okay, well, you can do a better job, but you don't. You're, you're worse. I agree. Like, <laughs> that's not an excuse. When when you say you missed out on something, then you should actually make it your mission to provide it, then, mm-hmm. right? So, like, um, let's say, for example, um, you get separated from your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. You get separated. Things happen. People grow out of things. People don't aren't happy anymore. And so your next relationship, whatever you didn't do that first time, you should do for that other person mm-hmm. now, right? Even if, yeah, like it sucks, it hurts, you know, what and whatnot, but you should provide the other person what you missed out on the first one because you should learn your lesson, right? Like it's a, it's a thing like that mm-hmm. almost. It sounds harsh, but it's like, yeah, you should learn your lesson and do better for the next person or for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it may be your thing is not to be with somebody else and do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, take care of yourself first, whatever you didn't do the first time. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's really awful. Like, she would use that, like, you know, oh, I didn't have it, so I don't know how to. 
And I really do think that's something even my parents used as a crutch to say, well, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, when you become an, uh, a parent, you're an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Then it is your responsibility to go out there and learn what you didn't have yeah, for that child. Definitely. It's a high horse. I'm never going to get yeah. thrown off. Like, do better for your children. Damn. She always, 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 I mean, when we used to argue, when me and my sister used to fight, she used to say, I didn't have sisters. So you guys should love each other because you guys are sisters and don't fight. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like as we grew up, she just never talked to us anymore about anything. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean... And I told you, I feel like she's repeating history. She's mm-hmm. repeating history mm-hmm. with my little sisters. She's, she's in the exact same mm-hmm. spot and in a, in a one-bedroom apartment with mm-hmm. two little girls. And that's where we were. Yeah, that's, you know? that's sad. And there was a point where I wanted to help her. I wanted to get her a house, mm-hmm. you know? Of course, it wouldn't be under my name, but I mm-hmm. told her, this is how it's going to be, you know, if you want that person to live with us, you know, they also have to help us pay, pay the house. Right. Fair. And during that whole thing, she got mad. Mm-hmm. She got mad, exploded, and said, well, I don't know why you looking into houses and this and that. I was just like, you said by this year we were going to get the house. Right. And then she ended up choosing someone else. Person, someone else, God. yeah. It's, and it's, I got kicked out of the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. On top of it? You yeah, and I got a house. house. Jesus. Like, I just went to, me and my sister went to go look at an apartment. Mm-hmm. And we came back. And she was like, where were you guys? And I was just like, nowhere. You know, like, trying mm-hmm. to be funny. Girl, you can't even be funny with her because she's she just has a bad attitude. Temper. Yeah, yeah like, temper. she's. She's mad at life. Yeah, I don't so know why. Yeah, and I was just like nowhere. And then my my sister was just like, "Oh, we went to go see an apartment, but we were just looking at it." Mm. And she just got mad and screamed at yeah. me. And she said, "You want to be an adult?" She's like, "You can pay rent here." She's like, "If you're not gonna want to pay rent, you can get out." And like exploded for no yeah. reason. Yeah, and. Mia just stayed quiet. I mm-hmm. never talked back to her. There yeah. was a few times where I did, mm-hmm. but it was stuff that I threw in her face. So you ever feel like, speaking of those kind of relationships, you know, I know it's your mother, but like, you ever feel like you have people in your life where they are okay with you and happy with you as long as you're not doing better than them? But the moment that you do open your eyes and you start doing better, then they start to blow up. They start yeah. being like... Um, not even jealous, just like spiteful at what you're doing mm-hmm. because somehow you found a way to do it yeah. better than they did. Like it's so crazy because I by that time I had a really good job. Mm-hmm. I had started my credit. You know I was doing really good. Um, money was great. You know I was I was doing it, but then I wanted my space. Mm-hmm. You know I was like I think it's time no, for me to leave. You know right. I was like I love my sisters. You know. I love living with them. I was like, but I need white space. I was like, it's time. Mm -hmm. I was like, and I feel like where I'm working, I was like, it's going to pay the bills. And, you know, it happened. I did it. I felt great in the beginning, you know? Right. (laughs) But um, I don't know. I just felt like her being that way, acting that way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I went to her. I told her I was like, we're at the end of my contract. I told her I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I need help. Uh-huh. I'm completely down, and I can't take it anymore. And I feel like 
she she did say something nice. She was like, okay, well, I'm your mom. And you know, your mom's always going to be there for you. And I was just like, okay. But then when I lived with her, oh, it was so toxic. So very short-lived. Yeah, short-lived. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I do think like when, as an adult, right? Because you were like, what, 18 or so? I was like, 20. 20, okay. okay. So 20. So um, I've definitely been in those shoes where you're actually telling or asking your parent for advice you're asking them for assistance or help you're telling them hey this is how i feel not Mm -hmm. not in a good place and they're still failing to provide you that comfort that love that like support Mm -hmm. there's definitely nothing else they could possibly do for you and then at that point it's time for you to move on Mm -hmm. and then go find like yourself go find your tribe because Mm -hmm. you're actually telling them how to be a parent at this point and they're still not getting it Mm -hmm. you know and to me it's just like it's sad yes but at the same time it's like it should be mind opening to you as well to know that hey you know what just like it would be for any friend move on mm-hmm. you know go find what you need to find to feel better yeah. because you're actually telling them what else can you tell anyone a friend a spouse a parent a, a sister brother i need you do this for me and they're still not listening they're choosing not to listen mm-hmm. to they're choosing not to help right yeah. so it is it's tough mm-hmm. it is tough yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I I lived with her my whole life. I hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always told my grandma that I was going to go live with her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know you're never going to leave. Mm-hmm. She's like, but I know why you stay. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's not because of your mom. It's because of your sisters. Right. She's like, that's the only reason you stay with her. And I told her, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't leave them. I yeah. take care of them. I help her with them. I raised those little girls. Mm-hmm. I was like... She had them, and three days after the hospital, she was back to work. Yeah. Living her life. Mm-hmm. I was taking care of those little girls, you know, changing their mm-hmm. diapers 24 mm-hmm. 7. I was 10, 11. I was 11 when I took yeah. care of my youngest sister. <laughs> like, I was so little, mm-hmm. and I was just like, wow, I can't believe she really did that. And I felt like as I got older, you know, I wanted to live my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't always no. be there, yeah, you know? For you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then once again, I went to go live with her again. It's just, she's just such a bad time, dude. I have bad energy. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Um, I feel like that was a breaking point because I was like getting into really bad depression. And of course, I didn't tell her. Right. I didn't tell her because I was just like, for what? She What's the point? Yeah. I mean, if I did tell her, I'll be in the car. We'll be in the car. And then I'll tell her, mom, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what depression? She's like, you're just being lazy. She's <laughs> oh like, go goodness. wash the dishes. Go clean yeah. your room. She's like, what are you talking about? And I was just like, "Yeah, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, never mind. The famous. Mm-hmm. It's because they're on your phone all, all day. That's yeah. why you're depressed. I will literally cry to my little sisters. Oh. And they will be like, oh, Melissa, why are you sad? Why are you crying? And I'll be like, because, guys, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't feel good. I'm not happy. Yeah. I was like, you guys don't understand. I was like, but mm-hmm. I was like, I just, I'm not happy living mm-hmm. here anymore. Yeah. And then I feel like when I left her house, she really, like, threw things in my face. Mm-hmm. about stuff mm-hmm. and I was just like wow like my own mom like she right. fucking threw stuff at me in my face of how I was unresponsible how I lost my apartment like 
Just putting it down. Yeah. Completely. And she was just like, you think I'm not tired and this and that? Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't say nothing to her. Yeah. I said quiet. I let her mm-hmm. said everything she had to say. And I just got my stuff and I left. Mm-hmm. You know, it really reminds me, and, and honestly, it's one, probably one of the only things I truly don't like about myself, mm-hmm. right, is that no matter the situation, no matter how bad people can treat me or say things to me, there's always a part of me that says, you know what, hurt people are always going to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. People are so quick to bleed on others who didn't cut them, mm-hmm. and I am not like that. And so for me, I'm always going to think about why they're doing that, you know, mm-hmm. and feel bad. And honestly, I don't know if it's a defect or maybe it's just being self-aware. But for me, it sounds like, yeah, she could have been such a better parent at the same time because she's hurt, because she's probably gone through things she's never talked about, Mm -hmm. said out loud, that she sees you doing better. She sees you doing more than she ever did, Mm -hmm. you know, and she has like this eagerness to make sure to put you down. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I never once got like, hey, I'm proud of you. Hey, I'm I'm glad you did this. Hey, thank you. Damn. So, yeah, like, I don't know. It was always a thing. Also, the problem with her was also money. Mm-hmm. She was such a bitch with her about that. <laughs> like, we were freaking little. Mm-hmm. And we, wanted, we went to the store and we wanted something. She's like, do you have money for it? Damn. And obviously we were like, no. Like, then she's like, well. So she wouldn't get it for you guys. She would not get it for us. Damn, that's cold. Unless we had money. Damn. Who did I call? My grandma. My grandma. Girl, that lady used mm-hmm. to send me $50 every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was young. Your grandma's a saint, bro. Girl, I love she, her yeah, she's my mom. We need to put her in a podcast. Yeah. She'd be wild, eh? Yeah, she'd be wild. Yeah. She, what'd you say to you last time? How many boyfriends you got? I don't know. <laughs> And she's cool with it. She's cool with it. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. She has, like, four or five boyfriends, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mel. And Mel's grandma's, like, in, well into her mid-70s. So yeah. She is out and about. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She no. loves it, though. No, we love her. So, I don't know. I feel like also that was another thing mm-hmm. that I'm just like, damn. You, you're you that kind of person? Pretty? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you getting me a shirt? With me getting Something, a pair yeah. of shoes? I mean, getting a chocolate down candy like, yeah, yeah like me getting chips like are you the you're that you know and and here's one thing too like um i personally think people don't ever consider that maybe they have a shitty as luck you know she has mm-hmm. life because they are actually shitty people you know it's like what you put out there it's going to come back to you especially if you do it to good people mm-hmm. you know people i don't think they consider that or think about that but it's true mm-hmm. like if you do something terrible to someone who's just looking out for you just trying to be good to you um that's going to come back to you yeah. like four times worse you know mm-hmm. it's like and also people are blind to see because they don't see you as someone who's valuable in their life someone that could actually make the difference they will use you to the extent that their capability allows them to. Mm-hmm. And then they will forget that you're so much more valuable to them and they don't use that to their advantage. Yeah, exactly. My it grandma always said it. She's like, the only reason your mom wants you to be mm-hmm. with living with her is to take care of those little girls. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason she wants you to be yeah. there. And I feel like that sucks. Right. You know? Not knowing that you have much more to offer than yeah. just a babysitter. Girl. You know, and of course, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. I told you she yeah, went to Miami. 
I was there for a week. And you had COVID. And I had COVID. And I still went Mm -hmm. to take care of them. Damn. Because I had told her I was going to. And that's why things always work out for you, dude, honestly. Because you do it out of the kindness of your heart. Never asking for anything. And those girls love you. I I haven't even met them yet. I I can't wait to meet them, you know, and meet your other sister as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're such a good person. Even though, like, you you go through this and and the experiences, bad experiences you've had with your mother, like, I still think that you always look at it as, well, I'm going to be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been through so many things, trauma. Mm I, like I said before, it doesn't defy who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to love myself, mm-hmm. whether I'm big, small, mm-hmm. skinny, curves. Should we love ourselves all the time. Yeah. We, the club. we stand on exactly. that mirror. We stand on that mirror for like an hour before we go to the club, guys. Like, we're out looking at ourselves, shaking that ass. Like and we go to the restroom just to stare at us. We stare the to the restroom just to stare at ourselves, like, for In real. the mirror. It's because, like, you love yourself. You yeah, know? yeah. That's that's if the you don't love important. yourself, then who's gonna love you? Exactly. Yeah. So I learned that the hard way because oh god, I really hit my depression, my anxiety. I was like at a breaking point. I feel like I hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to tell my sister at the time, I'm like, I'm a loser. Mm-hmm. I used to tell her, I was yeah. like, I'm a bum loser yeah. in life. Yeah. And she was like, don't talk to yourself about like, don't, mm-hmm. don't say like, don't talk about yourself like that. She's like, cause you're not, you're just having a hard time and it's right. okay, but you're going to get back on your feet. Mm-hmm. And I told her, no, I can't do yeah, it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I tried, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not working out. And, you know, I feel like she did feel bad. Um, I used to visit her a lot during the weekends mm-hmm. when I lived over here in Temple. And one time it was her birthday and she invited me. And then she was like, are you feeling okay today? And I was just like, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> even her stepmom was like, oh, did you like the food? Are you mm-hmm. okay? Like, did you want something else? Did you want another drink? Like, she was so sweet. Yeah. And I was just like, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then my sister told me, she's like, I told him about your depression, Aww. you know. Yeah, and she's cared. like, and, you know, they told me to invite you because they wanted you to come and have fun. Yeah. And, you know, not just always stay at home. Exactly. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I see you guys are good people, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. not even my mom would care, ever, yeah. yeah, would care that much. And, dude, that's why I'm like that. Like, whenever you're like, let's go to the club, I say, you know what, let's go to the club. <laughs> You know, even though I don't feel like it, you know, it's like, you want to go to the movies, let's go to the fucking movies. You want to go eat, let's go out to me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's because I can't tell you how many times I I wished for people like you in my Mm -hmm. life. You know what I mean? Like people would be like, let's go to Target. Let's go to Barnes and Nobles. Let's go fucking get a cookie down the street. You know, fucking whatever. You know what I said? And to me, I am so incredibly grateful and thankful that you came to my life, Mm -hmm. you know, for that reason, because I have that now. Like I can... Literally, who else is going to get up at 5.45 in the morning to go to the gym with me every day? Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know I wouldn't. Yeah. Who's going to be like Friday night? Be like, oh, man, I don't feel good. Do you want to go? Yeah. Let's just take it to go. No, girl. We're going to sit in the fucking restaurant and eat. <laughs> like, that's what you tell me. Like, we're going to eat here. You yes. Know? Like, you know, it's fucking Friday. You know, you had a long week. 
Um, but I love that. And, you know, like I said, this weekend, you know, we, we went to our demonstration at oh, the adult yeah, store, Cindy's be... here in Colleen. So shout out to Cindy's. We're going to make sure to tag him because we <laughs> oh, love yeah. the girls there. Yeah. Um, so Cindy's is a adult sex shop, right? Mm-hmm. Sex shop. Sex adult store. store. Adult How do you store. say adult store? Adult store. Yeah. These are adult toys. Okay. So Cindy's hosted their, I guess, their first uh, event for the year. Demonstration, different things, (laughs) different toys, different things. And so we uh, just happened to be there one weekend and and they had this and we're like, hey, you know what? It could be fun. We showed up. They had wine. They had snacks. Um. Everyone's super nice there, by the way, and they'll answer any questions that you may have. Mm-hmm. And so um, we showed up. It was so cold that Sunday. We, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was so cold. It was cold. It was cold. We stopped by, uh, what was it? Uh, what is that coffee place? Rifle Coffee? Black Rifle. Black Rifle Coffee. So shout yeah. out to them. They have really good matcha mm-hmm. coffee. Um, and we were having a good time. We go in there, you know, and so they start actually having really good demonstrations, really good educational stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Especially for those who are not used to those conversations. Like I said, we definitely didn't know this growing up. We wish we would have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they do talk a lot about um, first timers who are doing like anal sex, mm-hmm. you know, or oral sex. And or using toys. Or using toys yeah. and how safe we should be, making sure they're clean, making sure that your pH levels are clean. They have all kinds of like different lubes and things mm-hmm. like that. Make sure that. And it's always important mm-hmm. to have consent. Consent. On both parts, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So again, it's like we're adults, you know, we're adults and we're still learning. We're still open to yeah. learning things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were things that I was like. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's how that works? What? Um, They were literally talking about the G-spot. And I was like, damn, that's insane. (laughs) Like, what? Girl. (laughs) Um, And, of course, they had games and whatnot. And that was really fun, too. Um, And just kind of seeing everyone enjoy themselves. And and being in an atmosphere that you were accepted, you were gaining knowledge, and you're being safe about it, you know, what better way. Um, mm-hmm. Did we taste one too many lube? Maybe. Maybe. It did make my stomach hurt. Maybe. It did, yeah, that's what made my stomach hurt. They were edible, guys, but yeah. it was definitely a lot of them, different flavors, of mm-hmm. course. Um, they had a contest who can eat the whipped cream and chocolate syrup off the banana, and that was fun. Guys, we lost. We lost. <laughs> we lost, but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. We gained experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, these things are important. Like, I think after a certain amount of years in your life when you really make the, uh, I would say, conclusion that perhaps your upbringing wasn't as good as it should have been, then it is your responsibility as an adult to go out there and gain that, whether it's to therapy, you mm-hmm. know, which I am totally uh, for, you know, if you feel like you should talk to someone, you should probably talk to someone. They have mm-hmm. all kinds of services now. You can do texting, you can do video chats, and yeah. it's like twenty five a month. It's really mm-hmm. not that bad. Um, I know some people don't like talking to people, mm-hmm. like because I know they get really deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I used to do, I used to just open my camera and just record myself talking to myself. Okay. You know, just if I had a crying moment that I felt bad or sad, I would just start talking, letting it all out, you know, mm-hmm. um, just because I was alone a yeah. lot. So I just did it by myself. Right. You know, let it all out, talk to myself, telling myself that I was going to be okay, that everything was going to be okay, you know. The best way I could. Yeah. And I feel like spending a lot of time alone 
I was just like, hmm, maybe I do need to start, you know, try to open up more, mm-hmm. getting out there. Because I have really bad anxiety. I couldn't That's go to the store. I will go in the truck and just, if I saw too many cars outside, I was, I was going back home. Right. Even cars yeah, yeah. used to mm-hmm. scare me. Like, mm-hmm. too many cars outside, I was like, no, there's too many people. Sometimes I would go out to breakfast with my grandma. Right. And I'd freak out and I'd be like, oh my God, grandma, there's too many people out here. Mm-hmm. She's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. She's like, there's nobody here. And I'm just like, <gasps> like. Yeah, dying inside. So she wouldn't even know what it was, did yeah. you? Because I, I think I, I also said that to you recently. Like, I would go to the grocery store and stand in line and have this sudden like dread come over me, like sweaty palms, and the lights would feel like they're dimming down on me, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand what that was. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was anxiety. I wanted yeah. to leave that situation because I, there was too many people. There was just too much going on. Mm-hmm. And again, it's these things like you don't get to talk to, to the right people and it takes you a while to understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. People will tell you they're constantly depressed. They're constantly have anxiety and, and this and that. I'm not saying that they're wrong or they're not going through it, but watch out for the people who don't tell you what they're going through and they just suffer through it because That's they think hard. it's normal. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, many times I've sat with you in line just chatting and laughing and, mm-hmm. and you know, being chatty with the cashiers and stuff. Yeah. And I can tell you that it's a difference night and day. Mm-hmm. I used to feel before. I used to, like, have to, like, almost tell my, you know, whoever I was with, dad or sister, whatever, and be like, hey, take, you know, I'm going to the car. Just here's my card. Pay for it. Because I'd be so, like, sweaty and so, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I don't feel going to pass out, you know? Mm-hmm. And... That doesn't happen to me as mm-hmm. much anymore, you know? Yeah, sometimes I, it does happen. Um, it's in, baby steps. Yeah, baby you know? steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes and goes. I don't look at people. I used to not look at people in mm-hmm. the eye. I used to look on the floor. Mm-hmm. They talked to me. I wouldn't look at them in the face. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't make eye contact with them. Right. Like, I just either look mm-hmm. down, look to the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Like, not even look at yeah. them. But we were not like that at, at Sun, uh, Cindy's on oh, Sunday. Yeah. We were having fun. They had all kinds of games. You guys, me and Elle were laughing. Like, everything we they were saying, they did. We were like, <laughs> Like, we were so... <laughs> School girls. I know. Girls. No, we had a lot of fun. Um, and I think they're going to do another event in June or July, I mm-hmm. believe. So definitely during the clean area, you know, look up Cindy's. Give them a call, go visit them. They're definitely a smaller store. And I know if nowadays people go to like Amazon or they may like even do like well, like pure romance stuff, things like that, which is also good to Spencer's. Spencer's, <laughs> you know. But I definitely think give them a chance. They're they're local. I don't think they're everywhere. Right? I think there are a few states. Yeah, there are a few, few states, states yeah. but not everywhere. Yeah, but they're super chill. All the ladies are super nice. Um, and I really appreciate the fact that they were really nervous, actually, presenting. Yeah, but they I would, like, it. they were so nervous, mm-hmm. and then they were like, guys, I'm sorry, we're shy. And I'm just like, bro, me too. Shy. <laughs> me too. You're shy, dude. You literally went up there to get, get the Stop. spray on, to deep throw the fucking uh, lollipop, lollipop <laughs> to see how far I can go. And yeah. that chick almost lost it in your mouth. Yeah. yeah. No, that's how you know my anxiety is really good, because I literally, I was just like, me? High-functioning <laughs> yeah. anxiety. High-functioning, for sure. High-functioning. Yeah. No, we, we definitely had fun. Um, and I know we're coming close to our time here at, at um, 50 minutes or so. But, um, yeah, I mean, any last thoughts, Mel? Mm, I think be happy, live life, 
um, if your family doesn't really support you in things, um, you can go your own path. You can find people that support you. And if you don't, support yourself. You know, make yourself happy. Don't stay always in that dark place because there's better things out there. And it's not always a dark place. There's definitely sunshine and happiness and enjoyment. And there's a lot of fun things to do in the world. You know, not just go and hang out in your room and be in bed. Go out to the club, to the park, to the zoo, to the aquarium. Mm -hmm. Go travel, you know. If you don't have the the funds to (laughs) go anywhere, take a drive. Listen to music. Sing. I love music. We love music a lot. (laughs) That's like what makes us happy. So um, put music dance look in the mirror smile love your imperfections and just keep moving forward there's always something every day make it better of course we have the bad days but yeah it's never too late to keep going well i couldn't have said it any better to our listeners honestly you know um one step at a time one day at a time that's really all i can say you know, today I had a great day and tomorrow may not be like that. But guess what? I enjoyed the shit out of today. Yes. You know, exactly. we, we had a great dinner. had a great day at work. Um, mm-hmm. We're being productive today, you know. Um, I'm getting a new tattoo tomorrow, you know. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky. Lucky or am I responsible for my money? <laughs> I guess you are. Responsible. Yeah. Irresponsible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we keep my, you know, I keep myself happy. Um, yeah, I couldn't have said it any better than, you know, what Mel has said today to our listeners, you know, um, go out there, be happy. It's a new year. It's a, it's a new you, you know, mm-hmm. a, a whole reason to start over. And as always, I want to thank all of our listeners for being here, for being supportive, for being patient. I know that it's been definitely a few months since our last ongoing uploads of content, but you know, we're here and uh, we're going to keep putting up content when we're able to hopefully every two weeks, I'm opening up our platform to honestly anyone who has anything to say, whether you're an artist, a writer, just an any day person that needs to say something out loud. Guess what? Our platform is open to you. Thank you for your support. And Mel, thank you for being here with me today. Mm-hmm, of course. I know you don't like listening to your voice, so thank you. I hate I'm, my voice, I'm, so okay. you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm sure Mel will be back here with me because, you know, we have so much things so many things to talk about honestly mm-hmm. but if you haven't already make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel our other platforms such as spotify apple music audible um cast we are everywhere guys and that's so that anyone that wants to hear us can hear us whether it's a free subscription or paid whichever and uh, we're going to continue to do that into the new year and we hope to be here every two weeks so again thank you for your support and we hope that you have a great rest of your day Bye.